And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to a monumentous Hoosier Morning After. This is the 100th edition of Hoosier Morning After, live from a convention center hallway in Las Vegas. It is 4.30 a.m., still trying to get used to the time difference here, so it's not too bad, too early for me in in the morning, but uh, thanks for being with us on a delayed edition kind of needed it for this kind of game you know you get games like this that are just frustrating so emotional and everything and um, two days down kind of really helps you to get get focused on this but two nights ago your Indiana Hoosiers go on to lose to Arizona in a game that had a lot of frustration to it and different ways to look at it but again Indiana just kind of gets beat by a better team it's always tough to say that but uh, Arizona's a better team. They're a very athletic team. They're a very physical team. Um, and they showed it in a lot of ways. But I was very thankful for and impressed by the fight that the Hoosiers had. They fought back. Um, in any other seasons, we would have seen this team not do that, not handle this kind of adversity well. But to battle like they did and bring it as close as they did so many times – uh, is a positive I will take from this game. I know uh, there, there's very little positives you want to say in, in situations like that, but that is one positive I will take from this game. <clears throat> but there were also other things in the game that were frustrating and aggravating, and as you can hear, hear in my voice, um, I was voicing myself, <laughs> my opinion, very hardly during that game as well. During those, I'm still recovering. Uh, from all the yelling that I was doing. Um, but yeah, uh, one of those games you just want to take and learn from. Um, as Ray said in the post game, a really good team. He'd love to tip it off again and, and thinks that if we get to a better start, maybe things will change. And I can agree with that. I think we just dug a hole that was too deep. And then uh, just other circumstances within the game did not allow this team to get back from there. Um, I'm going to pass it off to, with me as always, is Martha the Mop Lady. Martha, give me your kind of opening thoughts on this game. Well, first off, congrats on show number 100. That's a big deal. That's that's very cool. And, and you're, you know, just like the Hoosiers showed some resilience, so are you here in Vegas at 4.30 a.m. Uh, getting a show in on a Monday morning. So hats off to you. I was going to comment on your Vegas voice there. I wasn't sure if it was yelling from the game or if you've not slept in three days, so. We'll, uh, we'll blame it on yelling at the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game, uh, I think I think quite honestly, it was, it was lost in the first 10 minutes. You get behind 19 points to a team like Arizona, uh, you know, and no matter how hard you fight back, uh, you know, they always seem to have that punch back, right? I mean, we'd get close and they always had an answer. And that's what good teams do. And, and you know, that's what great teams do. As a matter of fact, I think Arizona is a great team. They were good last year. They're, 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 they, they appear even better this year with some of the additions they've made through the portal and some of the length they have down low. Um, you know, and, and if this is a stage that Indiana wants to, wants to play on, and, and we know that it is, you know, you've got to come out ready to punch. And, you know, I think we saw it at, at Rutgers and then, you know, for whatever reason here in Vegas, you know, it just it, not coming out ready to blow, you know, ready to serve that punch. And, um, you know, we can talk talk about why and how it's come and, yeah, who we were missing. And you, you've got to appreciate the fight. But, 
Um, you know, I think we're past, you know, if we want this team to be what we know and think that it can be, I think I, my, my opinion is that we're past those, those, you know, taking solace in the fact that we fought, we've got to come out ready to deliver that first punch. And that's what I want us to see. Um, again, we're playing without our starting point guard or quarterback, you know, and that's tough against a team like Arizona. Uh, but I think we quickly learned that once we figured things out, Arizona is a team that we can play with. But you can't come out in that first 10 minutes, get down 19 points and expect to win. That's just a tough ask. But, you know, that's my thoughts. I, I think we learned a lot about our team. We learned that we can play with them, a team like Arizona. But we also learned how we have to come out against a team like Arizona. And we've got another, excuse me, another chance here in a week uh, to kind of show what we learned. So I'm excited for that opportunity as well. Yeah. And you talked about, obviously, who we missed in this game. And uh, if you just kind of look at the stat sheet and and look at the plus minus, uh, the only positive we had in the plus minus was Xavier Johnson uh, at plus four. So right there, that obviously gives you a, a clear cut um, reason uh, why we need Jalen Hood Shafino so much and why we need that second ball handler to be out there. Um, do I think we win this game if he is if Jalen Hood Shafino is out there? Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't think I could guarantee the win with him out there. I would definitely guarantee that it it's probably a single digit win by either Indiana or Arizona with him out there. I think it's definitely a, a lot tighter of a game um, because even with that hole that we dug, uh, the fight back that we had, um, a lot of those then runs that they would go on were because of X was in foul trouble. And we, we, ha we sat, he sat on the bench a lot during the, during the first half during, during some of those runs. Um, what's your thoughts overall on that? And then just X had an, obviously a, a pretty decent game as well enough uh, three for 13 from the field only made one three pointer, made all of his free throws, which we expect and is great for him. And just uh, two turnovers. What'd you think of X? I thought X. I thought X played well. Again, I think it says it says more about you know it just it, you just it, there was a missing piece and and you know you can call it Hood Jafino, you can call it what you want, but when you've got a team that has bigs like Arizona, you know you have to have that extra threat on the perimeter. And I think X, I think X did really really well, but there wasn't that second piece. You know, this is a game that I think, you know, for everything that Trey gives us. You know, this is a game where I don't see you. I, I don't think you see with their athleticism. I don't. I, I don't think he can be the X factor that that he sometimes can be. And you, you know, we feel so much better about him. You know, coming off the bench when there's. You, you know, he started the game, and when that. You know, when that big run at the beginning of the game happened, we didn't have a Trey Galloway to look at. You know, to bring in to come in and and and, and write the ship because he. You know, he's forced to start, and you know, it just felt like. You know, with the way they were clogging up the mid middle and 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 really trying to eliminate Trace, we needed that one extra answer uh, on the perimeter. And I, I really think Miller stepped up a little bit, you know, and and but there's still it just feels like there's this one missing component. And to your point, you can't guarantee a win with Hood Shafino, but that's a five star point guard that's sitting on your bench. And and boy, I'd like to see what we look like with with him in there because he creates so much for us with his ability to get to the hole. Um, but I thought X filled in, you know, about as well as he about as well as he could have. I, I thought, you know, it's a big ask for him to, to to be the lead guard and and try to put us on his back when they're trying to clog Trace down. So, 
again, think we learned a lot about ourselves and, and just really hope we get some good news on Lichofino here moving forward. Yeah, and we def- you definitely don't want to rush getting him back in there. It, it's not uh, when you have a back issue, um, it's something that obviously could you could aggravate when you, when you don't get full back in the healthy. Um, and short term, yes, it could have played dividends in this game, but uh, you need to you need to think about the long term when you're thinking about a player uh, like Jalen Hood Shafino, and you got to play the long game every time in that. Um, you mentioned another thing there and opened it up. Um, if you look at the stats all the way down, I mean, field goal percentage, IU 42, Arizona uh, 59, uh, three-point shots made, 40% by us, 40 by them, actually an exact same, uh, 10 for 25 for both teams. Uh, free throws, we actually shot free throws better um, at uh, 78%. However, we only shot nine, they shot 25. Uh, a big notice in that is actually uh, looking at the second half where we shot only one free throw. They got nine free throws. We'll get a little deeper into talking about that difference uh, in a little bit. But the difference that I want to point out that's the most alarming that you see when you look at the stats is the uh, points in the paint. And they really took care of us, as you said, with their big men. Um, IU scoring 22 uh, and Arizona scoring 42. Now, they are very dominant underneath, and they're very dominant both the both offensively and defensively. Um, offensively, I would argue a little bit, um, being there live and seeing it close up like I did, and I, I, I tweeted out, and a lot of you guys answered as well. Uh, their big man was throwing a lot of elbows. He was pushing off a lot, and they weren't calling that. Um, now, I guess that's something that was set by the referees, that they're not going to call that in a game. That's something that I think would be called any other game. Um, so IU needed to adjust to that. So I guess it's not necessarily an argument to say um, that we would have done better if, if they would have called that. So I uh, can't play those if games. But that just says that IU needs to be tougher down, down low in those situations and everything. And um, I just I struggled to see Trace get going too much in this game. And it was one of those factors that we've talked about before on this show where when he goes against a more physical big, uh, it just throws him off his game t- totally. Now, to flip the coin on the other side, Race Thompson showed up a little bit more in this game and was an amazing free th- uh, three-point shooter. We were floored by what he was making. He ended up four for seven. Obviously, he shot a lot more because I think he was three for three at one point in the game. But that's where the game was really lost was underneath. Us not being able to score like we usually do and us not being able to stop the other team. Uh, what did you see from our bigs and just kind of that battle? Yeah, I think for 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 as much as you love what we saw from race, uh, you know, it was almost a tale of two games for me with race. I mean, for for as much as we love from what we saw from him from the perimeter, there there was a there were some opportunities early in that game where he had some good looks down low that that he absolutely needs to finish. Um, you know, and and he was kind of the victim of, you know everybody's Twitter rage early in the game when we got down early and then he started knocking down those threes and, you know, everybody kind of changed their tone pretty quickly. Um, but just a guy that, you know, I, I was pretty frustrated too because this was on the heels of, of really some pretty challenging performances from race. And here's a guy that's returned from for a sixth year that really needs to be the tone setter for us, that really needs to go out and play with that that chip on his shoulder. And we, we've talked a little bit about it. There's, the, you know, you just – 
it's easy for us to say, but, you, you know, sitting on your couch, it almost feels like he was just kind of going through the motions for a little while, which was really hard to kind of comprehend for a guy that, that chose to come back for a six year. You just you wanted to see, you know, kind of that emotion, that fire playing with that edge. And part of that is just contributing a little bit more. And, and, you know, I think it was nice to see him knock down some three point shots, but again, I want to see him, you know, he, he shot the ball 14 times. That's 10 more times than trace Jackson Davis. And, uh, to your point, it almost feels like if, if if they've got larger bigs that for whatever reason Trace doesn't even get looks, and it's it's not so much Trace being a threat, but it's it's almost like he just becomes non-existent. There was a time in the second half there that he didn't have it; he didn't even make a field goal attempt for for much of the second half. I want to say three fourths of the second half, he didn't even get a shot off. And for me, that's just that's just a matter of, of of not getting him looks, right? I mean, you you can go against bigs all day and struggle, but I'd rather Trace go four for twenty four than four for ten. And um, you know, he's our All American big, and you've got to find a way to play through him a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, so I, I was a little bit challenged by that. And again, you know, here we are, we're getting clean looks outside because they're clogging up the middle. And we're playing from behind for the entire game. So I get that. I understand that. You're trying to chip and claw your way back in it. So when those perimeter shots are there, you're going to take them. But, you know, you're talking about a, uh, an All-American Player of the Year candidate that, that in my opinion, it, for him to only get 10 shots off, is, is that's got to change for us to get where we need to go. So, you know, hopefully we see better against Kansas. And I guess uh, at least at one point we have to address the uh, red herring, as it as it will, uh, in the room, uh, the goaltend. That was that was a goaltend. Um, I don't know if many of you spotted me uh, in, in my seats. Uh, those weren't the seats that I bought. Um, I took advantage of the fact that this game was a two for game, uh, as far as ticket wise, and um, when the Washington uh, fans left. Um, we talked to him and said, hey, you guys coming back or anything? Can we take your seats? So upgraded our seats and sat right behind the Indiana bench. And you might have seen me on the telecast in the background. But I had a perfect look at that on the side and everything. And I don't know. I'd love to see those. Sometimes you get those letters out and those um, uh, explanations from officials and all that stuff. I just don't know. I don't know how you don't, you don't call that a goaltend. I don't know if they thought it was an alley-oop, if they were distracted somewhere else, but how three refs can miss that where a guy's hand is practically touching the rim, um, hitting a ball that's headed headed that way and, and looked good and looked like it was headed in. And I think it's equally frustrating because it was a big momentum swing. We go down to the other end and a technical is called on a flop on Malik. Now, uh, I'll, I'll let you talk on that a little bit because I, I haven't really seen it. I haven't seen replays of it. I haven't gone back and watched this game yet, which I, which I would I love to. I, I want to because, I mean, obviously when we watch games, we're kind of pro- I'm programmed at least to see it from TV. So it, I missed some things in this game being live, but it was great obviously to always to be there and, and, and have that energy. I didn't see that that play and that flop. And then the moments right after that, then we have Trace getting his uh, third foul. Um, talk to me about that circumstance, the situation, and then what you saw. Yeah, I think I think overall, I mean, it, it's frustrating, not necessarily because of, of of the sequence of calls, but but really because of the impact that it had on the game. And in that moment, right? I mean, that's 
you got a situation where Arizona always seemed to have the answer. Anytime we got close, I think we 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 had a chance to to get it to to six or four before the before the end of the first half, and and you know they had an answer there. And th- and this really felt like a moment where maybe we could you know to go back to to Woody last year, get over that hump, right? Here's an opportunity. And Trace has this way of getting to the hole and and flipping it up, and it almost doesn't look like a shot. It, it, you know, to the re- I'm not, not defending the referee because it was an obvious and clear goaltend. I mean, obvious. And but Trace has this this way of of getting to the hole and 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 flipping this this runner in the lane up that you're almost like that really looks like a pass, and and it does. But the point the point is that, that it was it was right above the rim, and it was clearly a shot. There was nobody there to re- really to receive the pass, so it was a shot and. You know, regardless of what it looked like leaving his hands, the fact of the matter is, is that the ball was goaltended above the rim and it, and it should have been called. And then, you know, the icing on the cake was was the sequence that followed for, you know, in the flop from Malik. Did he flop a little bit? Yes. But there were many instances when Arizona did the same during this game and they weren't called for it. So the sequence was incredibly frustrating. The missed goaltend, the inconsistencies in terms of a flop being called against Indiana. You know, Arizona, Tommy Lloyd, I think is his name, Arizona's coach, was just working the, I don't know if you saw it from your seat, but he was just constantly chirping the officials to the point that it was, you know, my feeling from my seat, and of course I'm a homer, is that, man, Indiana, I mean, look how many foul shots you guys shot. I mean, it's, what are you complaining about? And for him to just be, it almost came off as whining and, and, you know, did that have an impact on it? Who knows? But that whole sequence was just a backbreaker from Indiana, for Indiana. Uh, and and you hate that the officials are the officials the reason we lost the game? No, was that sequence? Maybe. I mean, you could argue that that was a chance for us to get back in and and really really seize momentum. And and you know you hate the impact that that it ended up having on the game. But again, not having to chip and claw back if you don't start the game like we did. So, um, but frustrating nonetheless. It was a clear goaltend and had a heavy impact on the game. Yeah. Some other players I want to talk about uh, before we maybe look at a few other stats um, are our wings. Um, we've been a little frustrated with our wing players uh, in recent time and everything with them stepping up and everything. But uh, I, I liked what they played. I liked what they did. Um, I think they struggled a little bit on the defensive side with a little bit more athletic um, Arizona team. But um, I liked what Miller Cop was doing out there. Um, he was open. A lot. Um, there were many times, and and a lot of us in in the arena were yelling, "Pass it, pass it to Miller." He was open a lot and missed a lot on guys' uh, drive and kickouts. But finishing with uh, 14 points, uh, just the second most on the team, four for nine from the field, four for eight from uh, three point range, and then also talking about uh, Trey. Trey, obviously, again, like we kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, just four points. He struggled a little bit in this game. Uh, again, some of that athleticism gap um, was too much for him to handle. Um, what did you see out of our wing players as a big cart of food goes rolling by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think you. I, I think it's it's time we, you know, put a little appreciation on towards Miller Cop. Um, you know, I, I think. His poor poor performances this season are really becoming the outlier for him, and he's been a guy that's taken a massive step for us offensively, not only from the perimeter, but his mid range jump shot is has has come a long way too. So, um, you know, I think 
it, it may not stick out against a team as athletic as, as Arizona, but when you start to look at what Miller's giving us statistically, he's been a massive contributor. He was the only one that showed up against Rutgers. And, you know, here's another, here is a guy that put up 14 points, was second in the team in scoring against Arizona. So he's a guy that's really, really taken a massive step for us. Um, you know, and I thought, you know, there could have been an argument made that maybe Tamar, it's, it's hindsight, right? And Trey's done such a solid job for us, but against a team like Arizona, that maybe that's an opportunity for Tamar to start, um, you know, just with his length and athleticism. Um, you know, but I thought he played well too. Uh, six for 10 from the field, that's that's strong, 29 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 was, uh, I, I was really, really proud of him too. I just, you know, Trey, we talked about it, right? Just, it, it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of games that Trey is going to be key for us to win, especially physical games in the Big Ten. But with as athletic and as long as Arizona is and with, you know, really with with the way they clog things up in the middle, you've got to have some athletic wings and, and you know, some wings that can get get to the get to the get to the hole against athletic guards and score. And I don't know that that's Trey's strong suit. Um, so, yeah, a game that he, he he struggled a little bit in. But, you know, I just go back to again, I, I keep harping on what we were missing, but. I thought Tamar, I thought X, you know, X isn't necessarily a wing, but the guards that we did have, uh, you know, stepped up. We just, it's just that piece that's missing for us right now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick pops into the chat here and says, Chad, I'm glad. Oh, hold on one second. Some more. <laughs> Nick, more food going uh, Nick, by. Had a, Nick had himself a weekend with the moms of Indiana basketball. I saw a lot of photos with him making a tour of uh, uh, some of the who's your mom. So he's got a new friend group. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Nick Nick was out there having having a blast. Uh so maybe maybe he is. Maybe they're going to have some meetups and some uh, uh little uh I don't know, some you some pregame talks and stuff. Mom tour, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That that's great. Um but that's that's one thing I wanted to speak on was was the attendance and uh just the event overall for Hoosiers. Um coming in at on Friday and walking around, you just saw Indiana gear everywhere. And it was just so awesome to walk around and, and call in response to everyone, go Hoosiers, and, and the excitement that everyone had. And you could just see we were outnumbering their fans and everything. Now, granted, I know early on uh, we would have uh, outnumbered them because Arizona's pretty close. They probably just drove in on the day and went to the game. But to see so many people there and supporting them and everything, especially as someone that uh, doesn't live in Indiana, doesn't live close to Bloomington, you don't see IU gear often. You don't see people out with IU stuff um, where it's commonplace, obviously, uh, there in Indiana. But to see that kind of strong power that we had and, and how many people traveled and everything like that, it, it added extra juice to this game. And uh, juice that I think maybe the, the players tapped into a little bit just to stay in this game and not hang their head and, and, and get lost out. But was so great to meet a lot of a lot of you guys. Uh, I appreciate everyone that came up and said that they uh, like the show, like what they've done on on not only this show but Assembly Call. So I really appreciate all of you for 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 doing that and to meet you and see you and watching the soccer game as well in the bar beforehand. Which so excited for them to play as well today. Make sure you guys don't miss that. Um, but just a great environment, uh, a great arena. We easily had eighty percent of the of the uh, fans there and we were full throat. We were wanting to explode. We were looking for great moments. I think if we just popped something with the lead at some point, I think us fans could have been that tipping point uh, to lead things off. Um, 
watching it through Twitter and then watching it in the game, how did you hear the the number of fans? What what did it appear like on TV? Yeah, it, you know, I was I, I I was a little bit I, I'll use the word jealous. I was supposed to go and and had to part ways with my tickets of, about a week before the event, just based off some conflicts with my daughter's basketball schedule. So I, uh, you know, I had this one circled myself for a long time. You know, it was one that I expected to be at, and I knew so many people that were going, and I knew I had a feeling that it was, you know, it was going to be a real event for IU fans in terms of how many people are going out and, and the amount. And, you know, to me, it just speaks to how hungry we are as a fan base, uh, you know, and, 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 and I would say even as a program as well, but, you know, we, we, we want this program to be so successful. So, so bad, right. The, to the point where we, where we would travel across the country to watch them play in a premier event like we did. I mean, there's not many, there's not many programs that could fill 80% of our, an arena you know, thousands of miles away from their campus, but, but Indiana can. And, and, um, you know, I think that just, that speaks to how, how strong our fan base is, how, you know, how, how, how passionate we are, how much we want to win. Um, you know, and, and, and on top of that, from, from my seat at home, you could hear it. You could tell that it just felt like the, felt like that place was ready to explode. And to your point, if we could have just gotten within a couple points or over that hump and, grasp onto a lead. I think the fans could have carried the Hoosiers to a win. It's just every time we got close, Arizona had that answer, but it was fun to see every time they, every time I was talking to my buddy yesterday, coach, and it was like, every time they panned the stands, it was just nothing but IU shirts. So hopefully you had a chance to, to record it and go back and watch it because it was, it was fun to watch on TV, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I guess I would ask you this too. And, and, you know, I know IU went out I, I, I don't want to I don't want to sound like a, a, a boomer here at all. And I'm not trying to, but I, I'm, I'm going to ask the question. You know, I went out a couple days early. I know Coach Hunter got married out there and it, it looked like they had kind of a good time leading up to the game. Is there any you know, how do you how do you feel their mindset was going into the game? You feel like they were prepared to play a basketball game. Was there too much? Was there too much of a circus around the game? And, you know, you saw the thing in the lobby was how do you feel about that? I'm just just would love to hear your opinion. I don't know. I mean, I think it, uh, to a minuscule point, I think it, it may have a little bit of effect. Um, it, it may be a confidence boost in, in the way of, oh, yeah, we've got this. We're going to nail them rather than being on your toes of, OK, we got I got to be ready for this. Um, but I think the added juice that it gives out, outweighs that. Um, these kids have traveled before. They've been in big games. Um, they dealt with going to the Bahamas. Um, that they were, I saw them out and about more in the Bahamas than I saw them, the team out and about in, in this one. And other fans will, will, will say, and they, they saw them Friday night out and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think obviously traveling and being somewhere away from home, I think if you compare it to a home game, um, yes, uh, it, it definitely affects your outcome because you're not, you're not at home. You're not under your familiar surroundings. You're distracted by what's going on around you uh, and everything. You're distracted by those moments, like you said. So I think it, it might affect to a degree, but, but not enough that the coaches should be able to refocus them. And as Nick just said, obviously, in, in, the, in the chat as well, that the, the seniors uh, can lock in the, the younger guys and everything. Um, so, I, I mean, I get that. Um, that you think it, it's a distraction, and I think it is to a degree. Uh, maybe that kind of distraction favors Arizona because they've come up here before and played. 
so it's not a big deal to them. It's kind of a uh, a regular business thing. So you may be onto something a little bit there, but um, in the end, we got to look past that. We we kind of get things going and everything. Um, trying to look at some stats. I think we talked about a lot of the stats. I think one more stat that I want to kind of uh, talk about in this game is the layups, and I think that's that's goes hand in hand with the the points in the paint talk that we had and a number that I continually like to look at and any sort of losses we have or struggled games that are close that shouldn't be, that's usually the stat line to look at. Since we play so much in the paint, we were six for 15 uh, with layups. Um, the other, other obviously things is that free throw stat line that you look at, but other than that, looking, looking back and forth between the two teams, everything lines up pretty even. Uh, any stats that you see in this game? Yeah, I think one guy I'd like, like to talk about is a little bit is Jordan Geronimo. I really felt like this could be a game that, you know, with his size and athleticism, you know, could could be a difference maker. And he, he really wasn't. It's, it's, it's just, you, you kind of get to the point where it's like you, you have a conversation, you know, you remember the parents having the conversation when you're young. It's like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and you know, we're starting I, f- I feel like we're starting to get there with with, with Jordan a little bit. He's a guy that. In flashes, you know, we have a conversation about, you know, similar similarly with with Tamar a little bit. It's like, you know, at, at a certain point, that corner has to be turned, right? And you're, you, you know, you're about a quarter of the way into your sophomore season, and, and you know, just a, a, a guy that has all he's got the skill set, the tools. You know, if you, you talk about NBA potential on this team, you know, we know what we have with Hood Chafino, but then he's a guy that is is second out of a lot of people's mouths with with you know in terms of NBA potential. And you know, you just don't see it on a consistent enough basis. And yeah, he only got eight minutes, but I think that's in the eight minutes that he did get, you know, just not much of a factor. And I yeah, I know Arizona's got a ton of length down low, but here's a guy that's as athletic as hell and and to me can get to the hole whenever he wants. So you know, run some sets, get the ball in there, try to get some contact and get to the line and, and you know, just just not seeing it. So I, I really would have loved to see more from, from him. I thought he could have been a little bit of a difference maker. But, um, you know, outside of that, obviously, the, the, you mentioned the free throw disparity compared to theirs. I mean, that's tough. That's, you know, for, for a team as, as, as I'd like to think we're somewhat athletic and as experienced as we are, I feel like we should be getting to the line a little bit more. There should never be that big of a disparity. And I, I think some of it was just how the game was called. And you can't always control that, you know, and then, you know, I think Malik continues to struggle a little bit with, with Jalen out. So, you know, yeah, a couple of guys that you would have loved to see step up that just, you know, I don't know if they just weren't ready for the moment, but you know, still a lot of season ahead of us. Yeah. And uh, kind of to talk about Jordan, like you said, I think, this game truly was just to give him an excuse or whatever, call it what you will. Um, just a matchup disaster for him. Um, yeah, we've 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 had some lineups and some times where we played him at the three. Um, this is not a game that you would play him at the three because uh, he, I think he would he would have struggled and gotten a lot of fouls trying to contain his his man driving into the lane because they were getting those types of looks um, and then putting him on one of those bigs. I think that he maybe would have struggled against. Um, They've been physical. Maybe it would have been something to try a little bit longer than those eight minutes, like you said. Um, But I think he struggled. On the flip side, uh, when you talk about matchups, this is where you do see who is athletic on the IU roster. 
and Tamar Bates uh, showed that. And he needed to be, I think, a, a click more aggressive, but he was able to get into the lane, a few pull-ups. Uh, the three-point shot looked pretty good. Just I liked what he brought to this game and how he showed what he can do. I would love to see it be a springboard for him moving forward into the next game because, again, we're, gonna, we're coming up on a uh, – not equally athletic, but a, a, another athletic team in Kansas. And so Indiana needs to obviously step it up defensively, but also be aggressive offensively and, and get to the lane and, and, and get those baskets. And that's something, obviously, that, that Tamar can do. Um, it's also something that, that, that we get from, from other guards. Uh, Trey has done that before and, and everything else. So I, I would love to see um, – Love to, love to see that continue for these guys. Um, obviously, next game coming up is the guys have a week break, uh, a Saturday, December 17th at Kansas, uh, 9, p- 9 a.m. I think I got that wrong. That's wrong on that. I think I'm getting Vegas times on that. But anyways, it's on ESPN2. Um, so add three hours. It's, that's probably a 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock tip, um, if I will, um, on ESPN2. Uh, a very exciting game, a very big game. Uh, obviously, we circled the North Carolina game, the this game, Arizona game, and the Kansas game as big games. Um, one for two, we don't really want to do that. Two for one, if we can do that um, out of these games, that's great. Uh, what do you know about Kansas, or what do you think about this game coming up? Yeah, I think I think if this game were on a neutral court, Indiana would be be the favorite. I don't think Kansas is nearly. I don't say I should say is nearly. I don't think they're as strong as they were, you know, last year. Obviously, they won the national championship last year, so you know there was they, they did lose some players from that team, and you know they got a team that's lost a couple of games early in the year. And again, I think if they were on a neutral court at full strength, I think Indiana would 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 be the favorite. Obviously, not many teams go into Allen Fieldhouse and and leave with a win. So it's it's um. You put yourself in a position, I think, to your point, when you look at these three games, you would have loved to say, love to see Indiana take two of the three. And there's still there's still an opportunity to do that. It's it's going to be a big ask to go into Kansas and 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 um you know get a win. But I think we learned a lot about ourselves and how we need to come out against teams like this against Arizona. So again, it's all about the response now. You know, we said that after Rutgers, we had a, a pretty decent response. Now we're against Nebraska. Now we're saying this about you know, Arizona's at a whole different level. I think they're a team that could go on to win it all. They've got that type of talent. And, um, you know, so you use it as a learning experience for a team that I think when you get towards the back end of this season, we're going to look back at that game and be glad that we played it and be glad that it happened. Um, you know, we said the same thing about Xavier. These are all learning experiences for a team that has the opportunity to be successful, but hasn't necessarily experienced success. So there's there's clear learning. There's clear learning experiences as you go through these these types of games. So Kansas is just another one of those opportunities. But you've got to come out ready to punch, ready to deliver that punch. You can't you can't be caught back on your heels, or before you know it, they're you know they're going to go on a 19-0 run, and then you're going to be playing catch up the entire game. So um, you know I know a lot of IU fans are traveling, you know, to that game. Obviously, you know it's not going to be a any type of 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 experience we. We, we saw in Vegas, but there will be a decent amount of IU fans there. And, and you know, again, I think it's just a, a, another opportunity for IU to, to prove that they belong on the national stage. And, and, you know, would love to see a game that comes down to the wire with IU having the chance to win. 
Yep. Yep. Very exciting. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. <laughs> knock on wood, knock on all surfaces that you have around you. Um, but yes, a very exciting uh, stretch coming up. We do that and then we start to get into Big Ten play. And the Big Ten's going to be a rough one this year. The Big Ten's going to be as rough and tumble as we have seen uh, uh, in past years. Things are getting mixed up. Teams are beating other teams. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Um, it's Order your blood pressure, blood pressure medicine now, Hoosier fans, because uh, you're going to need it this year in the Big Ten. Martha, give me your uh, kind of overall thoughts on this game and uh, close us out here. Yeah, so again, I think that, I, again, you, you don't, um, we're getting past the point, you know, if, if we haven't, we're getting pretty close of getting past the point of, of being, you know, proud of the fight, I'll say. You, you always want to, you always want your team to show fight and not, you know, and, and, and never give up. But I think we're to the point now where we just, we're ready to see this team come out and punch and fight from, from tip off to the end of the game. And, and, you know, we've got to had a couple of games now that I, I don't know that we can say that we've seen that happen. We Rutgers was, that was a rock fight and, you know, we were never ready or prepared to deliver a punch there. And with Arizona, it was a little bit different. We were just kind of caught on our heels and um, you know, they, they came out and slapped us in, in our face and, you know, yeah, we fought back, but we also proved that we can play with a team against Arizona. So now it's time for us to flip the script a little bit, go to Kansas and and come out, come out of the gate strong. It's a real opportunity. We've got a week to kind of get healthy, learn from this one. Hopefully, Huchafino's uh, back is feeling better. You know, again, to your point, though, we've got a ton of season left. This Big Ten is going to be a grind. So you don't want to risk injuring a player for one game and losing him for 20. So, you know, you want to make sure that thing's right and we're ready to go. The Big Ten is going to be a battle. You know, you saw Iowa lose at home last night. You've seen home losses all over the place. So um, it's, you know, every team's going to drop some games in the Big Ten. It's just going to happen. And, and But you've got to take care of those opportunities when they're, when, when they're in front of you. So um, ton of opportunity left. Uh, you know, I, I know we were collectively down a little bit as a fan base after that Arizona game. But you got. If you didn't see it, you should have. We can play with that team. We've just got to prove it for forty minutes. So excited about the next one at Kansas. Another chance to prove we belong, and and glad we have a week to prepare for it. And uh, also, this just in from the moms group. Maybe we have some, have Nick as the insider here. I think we may have on Who's Your Morning After tapped into the unsung uh, information stream uh, from the moms. Jalen is hoping but doubtful for Kansas. So there you go. Uh, Who knew the, that uh, we have an inside scoop from from Nick by by uh, creating a mom's group? Uh, you know, he's he's breaking news. TMZ there from Nick. I love it. Yeah, Nick, keep keep up the good work. Uh, we'll get you on staff here in a second. We'll throw out your own own segment. What are what are the moms saying? Moms um, minute. Mom's meant, there you go. There you go. Nick, prepare. Get us a little tidbits. Uh, the pressure is on. Um, but yes, this was a game. Obviously that we were very excited for. And the, the things that I take away from it is that uh, Indiana has to put down the shovels. We have to stop digging these holes uh, that we have done in the past and now this year, a time or two. Um, I do like the response that we had, and that was good to see, and to see that fight. Um, it wasn't a full knockout punch back, um, but we were swinging and trying to land a few punches at the end. So I do like that out of this team. And I like what that means for this team moving forward as we get into the Big Ten. Um, but very exciting with the show out 
very excited to be amongst Hoosier Nation again and to feel that love. Um, thank you so much again for everyone that was around and everything for that. And thank you to you for tuning in to this 100th edition of Hoosier Morning After. I love doing this show. Um, I don't make a dime doing this show. It is my hobby. It is my passion outside of my family. So thank you for being a part of that for me. Thank you being al- for being along with me. And also thank you to Martha for joining me now on this journey as we go along. Follow us on Twitter. There you can find out information about the show. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button on this video. Um, thanks for being with us. We'll be back again the morning after the next show. Until then, as always, and I sign out from Las Vegas. Have a wonderful day and go Hoosiers.